Welcome to the No Bad Karma Podcast. If you're not familiar with it, here's a podcast and episode set up in one long sentence. In February 2016, I met a girl half my age for lunch, decided to cheat one last time, and today, seven years later, after losing everything but the relationship with my daughter and parents, I am beginning the last day in my divorce-related foreclosure. The podcast in general is about me sharing how karma got me so you don't make the same mistakes. Here is my O to a home. My O to a house. But it's my home. Written on October 24th, 2022 and recorded at 1230 a.m. on November 19th. 2022. Dear Rushlin, and I'm going to try to get through this without crying. Dear Rushlin, I know today is our last full day together, at least the way we have been for 23 and a half years now. And while I'm enjoying, while I am enjoying and savoring every moment on this beautiful fall day, my favorite season. I'm flooded with memories and know it's time to say goodbye. As I stand in front of you, you look majestic today. The red maple is at the peak of its color. It's grown a few feet over the years. Janie, the old lady that lived a few houses down when we moved in, would always walk down and take a picture with her Polaroid and shove it in the mail slot. Most of the leaves have fallen off the trees in the front the last few days, dressing your lawn perfectly. The sun's shining today on your jealousy windows, and it almost looks like you're smiling. I told the ex that the dogwood we planted next to the, those windows was a little too close, and I think I was right. But it's adapted, like people do. The azalea we picked out looks beautiful in the spring. It's nice to know we left something beautiful. And I don't think that was the only thing. As I look at you today, I feel I'm leaving you with a deep soul. I never... I never thought about your soul before today. We knew you were pretty well taken care of when we met, but we, I would say now your soul was tired. My ex and I, we felt it the first time we came through your door. And I'll talk about that. Fall brings today, this fall day, makes me think how it's the end of the cycle that begins in the spring. And today is a fall day when I am my time with you. But it was a spring day when I started. Fred, my realtor, <laughs> I still remember it. It was so funny house. He said, so I've got this place I think you should look at, but it's all green. 
So that spring day, <laughs> we pulled up, and we knew the house was gray. But, you know, you think it's going to be green. But those windows that are smiling today were covered by big, overgrown, evergreen bushes. Let me tell you, House, what we saw in you that first day. We walked into that porch, and my future ex-wife's eyes lit up. She dug it. And funny enough, it wasn't green. And then we unlocked the big white door with the old passage lock that's still on it today. And everything was indeed green. We also saw the beautiful cove ceilings in the living room over that designer plush lime green carpeting. It's almost like we expected an old lady nicely dressed in uh, bell bottoms to come around the corner or down the stairs. Those ceilings were also in the beautiful ceilings were also in the dining room and they had a beautiful built-in buffet. No wonder there were formal window treatments up. We looked into the kitchen. Not green. The only other room that wasn't green. But it had this dated brownish-yellow linoleum. The cupboards were an ungodly orange stain. And the breakfast nook had the ever-so-quaint Dutch boy and girl on the wallpaper. I think I saw that pattern on my grandma's casserole dishes once. As we descended up to the second floor, there were double stair rails that gave indication that your last tenant was definitely elderly. The bathroom was the expected black and white tile, the old cast iron build-in tub. The guest bedroom, second bedroom. Well, it never really hosted guests until later, I think. The minute we saw that small bedroom, we knew it'd make a perfect nursery. I looked out the back window and I saw that garage. It looked like it might just pass the home inspection if I slipped the guy a 50 and the roof didn't fall in before he, the home inspector showed up, which it would do eventually. Obviously, the previous owners did some landscaping. I never had seen a raspberry patch in the middle of the backyard before. That was interesting. But today, house, today, 23 and a half late, 23 and a half years later, I know every inch of your body the way a man should know a woman's. I've caressed every inch of you with a paintbrush. I've seen all your wounds and fixed them. I've caused a few. In the front, 
I did something I always wanted to do. I hung Christmas lights on those big evergreens. And then eventually we realized they were in the way of your beauty and we got rid of them. The porch, one of two rooms that wasn't green when we moved in. Well, of course, that's green now. I don't know if it ever got the use it deserved, but we always appreciated it. I've passed through that big white front door many times now and in many ways. As a married man, my first and only time, carrying my one and only child. As a man caught cheating. That big white door would be the background of the first day of school pictures. In May 2020, I returned through that door, very broken. And you took me in. I remember that night. I opened the door and I immediately fell to that hardwood floor that was under that lime green carpeting I would eventually pull up before I even moved in. I crawled on that floor and I cried. I laid on that floor, comforting our little red cat when he left us. I remember having 22 people over on that floor when we hosted Thanksgiving. The one and only time as a married couple. I think you probably enjoyed all the dinners we had in your living room. I figured it out and I cooked, get this, 17,000 meals in that kitchen. 17,000. We ate at home a lot, eating most of them in that dining room, not to mention the times we, we did host people. I cooked breakfast almost every single day of the week for the first nine years of my daughter's education. Those stainless steel appliances that we saw, those old things with that built-in double oven, they still work. Well, don't tell the new owner, but your stovetop finally gave out about Two weeks before the auction. When I covered your porch floor and basement tile with carpeting, the lady that came over and measured was a pretty well-known interior decorator in townhouse. And she saw your orange cupboards and said, don't ever get rid of them. They don't make them like that anymore. And she was right. They're great sturdy cupboards. It was just tricky to find the right colors to go with those orange bastards, but the ex would love the bright teal in that room now. Shabby, chic, bohemian, on the edge of beachy. I left the pencil marks from when my daughter was trying to ride roller coasters. 
but I think I'll cover those up now. I remember going into your basement the first time and I saw that wood paneling and thought, what the hell am I going to do about that? Well, the dirty bowels of that basement, once cluttered and crowded, held my first home office. And then it became cluttered and crowded. And today, it's like the center of my universe and strength. My desk, an old, old wood folding table that used to be a laundry table. That wood paneling I once once detested is so warm and homey to me and masculine. Just had to know how to work it. Those building cabinets literally hold everything that is truly important to me. In four boxes. That one room is my home within my home house. It's where I'm recording this now. It's where I'm most productive and most relaxed. It's where I'm happy. Those double rails going up to the second floor are still up today. They allowed all the older people in my family to visit. They came in so handy when the ex had eye problems and knee problems. I hope the new guy leaves him up. The walls in that stairwell going upstairs were once warm and covered with pictures of my daughter and the three of us and other family members. But they've been empty since 2015. Before. Before I even cheated again. And I know why that is, House. She decided to redo the wall at one point. I'd got caught cheating a couple years earlier. But the wall never got redone. Not really. The pictures all came down and really nothing ever went up. The master bedroom today still reflects the last paint job I gave it for the ex and I. It's kind of odd. Because it's where I slept so many nights with my wife. But I rarely sleep up there. In some ways, the outlines of the pictures that used to hang there should make it sad. Maybe I just avoid them, and that's why I don't think of it as sad. It's just a room, I guess. But it's a room meant to be shared full and, you know, full of love and passion. And I've commented about my marriage maybe lacking as much passion as I craved, which now I understand had to do with the margaritas. But that doesn't mean it didn't have any. It was full of love. It was just love that wasn't respected. 
And you don't create a child like I have without love and passion. Speaking of that, that room that we thought would be a perfect nursery, a perfect baby room. Well, it was. She came five and a half weeks early. So I didn't even have the painting finished because, of course, I always waited to the last minute. But it was a perfect room for a baby girl, painted pink. Her name stenciled on the cedar closet door. Pink and purple hearts on the building cabinet in that room. I think I'll leave those. That nursery would later become her playroom and she would move into the bedroom number two. You can thank my daughter for your lightly glittered ceilings. I know my daughter spent hours in that room house. I know it's where she found and practiced her strength and faith. But you know, house, <clears throat> that's when you became a home. When you're filled with the cries and crawls and giggles of a beautiful baby. And that dining room gets filled with family members as you celebrate a first birthday. And that's why I need to leave a second time. And this time for good. I didn't get to say goodbye the first time. And then I was gone just shy of three and a half years. I've been back two and a half years. The same amount of time my wife and daughter spent here without me. Isn't that funny how that timing works out the same? Isn't that funny how the universe works? And I need to thank you for those two and a half years house those two and a half years without me you stood firm for my ex-wife and daughter during that time nothing major happened you protected them but then I left you empty for a year that was terrible of me I'm so sorry about that it wasn't you I was a mess and you weren't supposed to be empty I was supposed to be here and I wanted to do something about it, but I just couldn't. I was recovering from the alcohol. But then COVID happened and I was able to fill you with warmth and water and light again. While the world was falling apart, we had stability and each other and healed. You taught me the meaning of friendship, family, respect, love, passion, and duty. And that's really gelled in our last half a year, even year together. You taking care of me and my family made me feel I had a duty to take care of you. Not an obligation, a, a duty. 
but a desire. And I decided that duty was to try to clean you up and get you off to another family. So I did my best. And here we are. But it's working out pretty well. You see, I always said this is where I wanted to raise my family, and I did. But just because you don't see them, they're still out there. And I still have a responsibility to them, and that goes outside your doors now. Whether or not I get to have a second family is something yet to be determined, I guess. But I've always thought and come to truly know that it could never be here. My daughter will always be the most important person in the world to me. And her mother has to be next, X or not, X or not. House, I want you to know something. The troubles between the X and I that caused me to leave you the first time, they were really rooted in a problem that was here before we ever met, you and I, House. We just lived with them here. So today's our last full day together, the way we've been. It's the last day. I moved my office outside so the dog can lay in the sun where I wrote your road. The big oak in the back that I thought was done 10 years ago has actually been thriving. I think that's because of Lulu, the little evergreen sprig that lodged in her base at the exit leave. Today, she looks like she could be a Christmas tree. The oak leaves, though, haven't all fallen. But when they do, they're going to create huge piles, and it makes me think of how I would pile them up for my daughter, and even her mom and dad would jump in with her. And here's what's really amazing, House. You're about 85 years old. And you've only shared moments like that with two families. Mine and the one before. Harold and Isabel's family. When we closed in spring of 99, we were absolutely dumbfounded to find out that we were the second owners. Harold and Isabel were here 60 years. They too only had one child. But he died in his 30s. And his ex-wife didn't really care for Isabel and take care of her the way she should. Harold dropped dead outside your back window. He was a barber and would come home and take care of the lawn and the raspberries. I still can't believe there were raspberries. Yeah. But he would drop dead right where he was happy. 
You know, I realize, House, that when Isabel and Harold lost their son, they probably stayed here because it was all they had. The memory of their family was rooted here because what little family they had was a 20-hour drive away. Oh, and they had the neighbors. So you were, you were the center of Isabel and Harold's universe. You and the neighbors. I remember when the neighbor said she was going to hospice to visit Isabel and thinking, wow, what a neighborhood. And about 15 years later, we would do the same for that neighbor. So house... I'm sorry I called you an asset. <laughs> I'm sorry I called you an asset during our divorce. <sighs> I'm sorry for even wondering if you had a soul. House, you probably thought your job was done when we met. And then we showed up and brought another child in this house and you took care of us and we took care of you. So I raised one family here. You raised two. But it's time for a third and it's not mine. So I'm glad we took today. I'm glad we took today just to enjoy each other's company and remember all those happy moments we spent here in the family we raised together. <laughs> Even thinking about the night I proposed to my wife in that dining room, remembering the night I carried my daughter up the stairs to bed thinking that's the last night. She's getting too big for that now. And it was. I'm glad you now understand that all the bad moments in this house were rooted in my alcohol. Alcoholism. And while though that ultimately created drastic changes in my life, I feel you understand there were just some bad choices. It's too bad some other people don't understand that. We'll be together a few more days. At least that's what I thought when I wrote this. And we were. But as I said when I wrote this, 
I have to find a new place for me and mom and the pup and the cat. And when I do, I have to leave quickly. But we've done this on our terms. So it's best to get out of here before somebody asks me to leave. When I remove the few things I have here, when I remove the pictures from the wall and pack furniture into the truck, as I say goodbye that last time, My sobbing will echo. My sobbing will echo in those walls as they start to chill in those empty rooms. I'll be sobbing for you and for memories both good and bad. I'll be sobbing again, thinking about how ultimately one single bad choice changes everything for years and for so many people. I'll be, so- I'll be sobbing for and over my wife, ex-wife, who will never believe how deep and real the love is that I had and still have for her, simply so we could be a better unmarried couple and co-parent like you should instead of being dead to each other or dead to her. Problems, house, aren't rooted in what's going on on the surface. They're always rooted in something deeper. I'm sorry my bad choices led us to this moment, House. I understand now how you gave me a chance to redeem myself when you took me back in. I was broken, and you were the space for me to heal. And I think you know that as I savor every last moment with you, that I'm grateful. And I hate to say goodbye. But we know we have to give our future a purpose bigger than ourselves. So even though your furnace gave out two years ago and I've had to keep you warm with space heaters, I'll pack them last. I won't leave you cold. 
And even when they are packed up, you won't be cold. You have a better soul now. We both do. A soul that will keep us both warm. Each of us warm. Even when we are without each other. And part of the soul of my family will always reside with you. I chose the right house. And you've been great, Rushland. Really? Really great. One of the best parts. So I will miss you, and I will love you forever. And when we part, let's part with something more in our hearts and souls than we had when we started. Instead of, instead of leaving each other missing something that isn't there anymore. Let us simply choose nothing but joy and happiness for our future and for those we take care of. And I'm going to come by and check on you at some point. And I expect to see holiday decorations. So while I do have to say goodbye, I'll see you soon. <laughs>